1: now, here is Gary Ray. All right, today is November 27, 2018. Good morning, and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Joining me today as co-host is Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV State of Maryland. Good morning, sir.
2: Good morning, Gary, and as always, it's great to be with you.
1: Well, I was going to keep talking, but we take up half the show explaining everything about you, Bill. (laughs) Anyway, Bill pulls out some good articles for us, uh, and I I believe we all heard of the secret codes. Um, So that's something, if you haven't heard of it, definitely listen to a couple of our programs. We do... I don't want to say come down on it, but uh, this is uh, you have to know about this because right now there's an article that Bill's going to tell you about. Connecticut VA opens its doors to bad paper veterans, and that's what it's about. Go ahead, Bill. What about it?
2: Yeah, Uh, Gary, this is this is rather interesting. The state of Connecticut has opened its doors to veterans with bad paper. Now, Gary, it's interesting that uh, about, right now, an estimation of about 500,000 veterans who uh, have been released from active duty uh, with other than honorable discharges, which creates problems for them down the road with employment, getting access to VA benefits, uh, bad paper is uh, what it's called is in most cases means no benefits or health care for Department of Veterans Affairs uh, uh, to our men and women who serve the country. Because in some instances, maybe quite a few instances now, that uh, they were released from active duty uh, with medical conditions with post-traumatic stress traumatic brain injury, uh, or military sexual trauma. So last month, Gary, uh, Connecticut opened its state VA uh, resources to veterans who can show that one of these conditions is linked to their discharge. Now, you know, what's also important, last week we announced that uh, uh, about three or four veterans, one in... uh, uh, in particular, Tyson Manka, who's been uh, with us, uh, they were successful uh, with a, um, uh, some legal action. that's now, uh, it's come to that the, the, uh, the uh, federal courts, the U.S. courts, now are open to hearing cases involving veterans with bad paper and less than honorable discharges to turn that around. So Connecticut is saying that if you've got one of those and you can establish that, that uh, they're interested in assisting uh, men and women who've served so that at least at the state level those benefits that they have available uh, that they can uh, apply for and not have this stigma and shame of their life forever. In other words, it's like suffering forever. Uh, for something that uh, happened while you were on active duty, but at the same time uh, being linked in some way with post-traumatic stress, traumatic brain injury, and military sexual also. and hopefully, Gary, this is uh, going to be something that we'll see other states uh, uh, gravitating towards this because if they live in a particular area, it certainly makes a uh, sense if. Their, their state of residency can assist them in, uh, in uh, getting beyond this and being productive citizens, I think it, it's uh, worthwhile.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, again, if you, uh, if you haven't heard um, you know about these secret codes, just go ahead and Google secret codes on your uh, DD-214, and they'll break it down and tell you all about it. It's something that blew me away when I read it. So definitely take the time to do that. Even if you don't have bad paper, okay. All right, Mo well, Bill, you have the honor of introducing our guest, and and again, I, I want to welcome Bill. Before uh, jumping in and give the uh, bio, uh, he's the executive director, and we interviewed him actually last August. But they are moving really quick now, and they're, and they're uh, helping vets out, and you'll hear more about it. Why don't you go ahead and introduce him?
2: Well, Gary. Had- it's an honor for me to welcome again Bill Ivy, who was the executive director, as you mentioned, for Homes uh, for our troops. Uh, Bill is a retired infantryman who served 31 years in the United States Army, mostly in light airborne and ranger units. Bill commanded units from platoon through brigade and several, and served on several joint and army staffs including a task force in Iraq. Following uh, Bill's retirement, he joined the Army's Asymmetric Warfare Group, which is a unique unit that combined retired senior military with senior active duty personnel to embed with and advise units in Iraq and Afghanistan. Bill's seven years there as an operational advisor Took him back to Korea, Iraq, and Afghanistan. Now, Bill joined the Homes for Our Troops in 2014. Homes for Our Troops is a privately funded, nonprofit organization that builds mortgage free, specifically adapted custom homes for the most severely injured veterans of Iraq and Afghanistan, enabling them to rebuild their lives. To date, homes for our troops have built 260 homes in 42 states. That's amazing, Gary.
1: Yes, it John is. Bill
2: resides in Georgia with his wife, Debbie. They have two daughters, Heather, who's a mechanical engineer, and Kelly, an Army medevac pilot. Bill Ivey,
3: welcome again to the American Heroes Network.
1: Welcome well, thank sir. you
3: bill thank you gary it's great to be back
1: yeah definitely i mean you've been moving moving really quick on this i just saw something uh recent on on tv actually in central central florida here um, by the way before i get into that how, how many um let's call them chapters do you have throughout the united states or do you all work out a one chapter
3: we all work out of uh, Taunton, Massachusetts, up in the northeast corner of the United States. Uh, so we don't have chapters, but we do have supporters across the country, uh, which is key because we build where our veterans want to live. So uh, as was mentioned, uh, actually, we've uh, since I spoke with you last, we've completed 12 more homes, so we've now completed 272 homes in 42 states.
1: That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And that's where, again, I uh, saw you on TV, and you care giving a house away. Uh, to a, a disabled veteran um, in Central Florida here, so every, everybody keep an eye on their state because uh, if, if there's going to be, you're going to be t- more or less giving uh, veterans homes in all the states, right? You, you're eligible for that. How do you? Is that correct? Absolutely.
3: Uh, we currently have uh, 81 projects ongoing. Uh, 41 are either in permitting or under construction, and another 40 we are looking for land. Uh, our tagline is building homes and rebuilding lives, and for us, the key element is, is helping our veterans uh, get on with rebuilding their lives, whether it's getting back into the workforce, going to school, learning a trade, getting a college degree, uh, enabling the uh, spouse or the caretaker to uh, get back into the workforce, raising a family, and or going into nonprofit work, which many of our veterans do.
1: All right, Bill.
3: Well, Bill, uh, uh,
2: let's start with something you just mentioned: uh, uh, acquiring uh, the land to uh, to uh, uh, work uh, these projects and building homes. How? Uh, give us a uh, uh, kind of bird's eye view of that process in working with the different localities, uh, primarily at the local level, I would imagine and uh, cities and towns to, uh, to get this land available for you to begin to start these projects of building a home.
3: Absolutely. Uh, when we bring a veteran into our program, uh, the, the first thing we ask them is, where do you want to live to get on with rebuilding your life? Uh, obviously, within reason, we can't build in New York City, but with it, Pretty much uh, within reason, we can build wherever the veteran wants to live, hence the fact that we're, uh, we've completed homes in 42 states so far. So once we, the veteran narrows down the area where he or she wants to live, and quite often that is tied to uh, climate, geography, the weather, uh, families, whether the veteran's family or a spouse's family, uh, access to uh, VA or Department of Defense medical facilities, uh, we narrow it down, and, of course, school districts are important, too, for our veterans uh, who are raising families. We'll go into the area with a local realtor, find the land, and once we once the veteran approves that land, we will purchase the land and then hire a local custom builder to uh, to build the home for our veteran. So it's all focused in the local area because, again, it's all about setting our veterans up for success as they get going again in, in either a community they've come back to or a new community they're moving into with their family. Can't well, you
2: know that 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 that's amazing, and uh, my state where I live here in Maryland, uh, I went directly to your very comprehensive website to see the individuals that you have locally here on the ground. Uh, as I would imagine, in all of the forty-two states that assist you with that, uh, tell us a, a little about how those individuals who are locally there, how their roles fit into this this overall
3: project? Well, as I mentioned, the key, of course, is, is building where the veteran wants to live, so we're setting them up for success. But a lot of our veterans, uh, once they're in their homes or while we're building their homes, are very helpful in uh, paying it forward to assist other veterans. So many of our veterans are involved with uh, getting the word out for us. Uh, many of them are involved with running for Team HBOT, which is our running team or our cycling team, uh, to raise money. And, again, we, we rely on the American people to get the word out. We're, we're very committed to keeping nearly 90 cents of every dollar that we spend going to our mission of building homes and rebuilding lives. So the downside of that, of course, is we don't spend a whole lot of money on marketing or advertising. So we rely on our veterans. We rely on the, the local communities. We rely on uh, radio shows like this uh, that don't cost homes for our troops anything to get the word out. So folks know what we're doing, and we realize that that's a slow way to, uh, to grow our business, but although we are a 501c3 nonprofit, we don't see what we do as charity. What we see is we act as a vehicle for the American people to repay a debt we owe these men and women that have sacrificed so much and lost some of their freedom and independence, defending our freedom and independence in Iraq and Afghanistan, theaters of a war. So by... by Focusing all of our efforts and our money, most of our money going to the mission, uh, we rely on folks to get the word out. And our veterans are very key to doing that. Uh, many of them have gone back to, to a school, gotten a degree or a trade certification, or back in the workforce. And, of course, that's another opportunity for them to spread the word about homes for our troops.
1: Wow, well, you know, that's great. Well, we're gonna, I'll tell you what, we're gonna, let's go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel. And we'll be right back.
4: Network.com and syndicated on iTunes.
0: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com.
1: Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Bill Ivey, with Homes for Our Troops. And, and Bill, um, I, I gather I gather your organization works uh, quite well. You know, very hard, let's put it that way, very hard in order to get uh, situated with other organizations and especially sponsors through, throughout the country. And why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Giving uh, Giving Tuesdays?
3: Absolutely. Today is Giving Tuesday.
1: Yes. Uh, giving, giving Tuesday
3: is a, a global day of giving that started in 2012, and it uh, it started as a good counterbalance to the commercialism of Black Friday and Cyber Monday following Thanksgiving. So Giving Tuesday is the first Tuesday after Thanksgiving every year, and it's an opportunity for folks to, to give back, to uh, an op- option to donate to uh, various nonprofits that uh, support efforts that they're interested in. So it's a great way to get some awareness out, and, and Homestore Troops uh, takes advantage of that by uh, p- producing a, a usually about a five- to six-minute video. Uh, we started doing that in 2015. Uh, The first few years we did parodies of songs, uh, adjusting the words to talk about supporting our troops and and donating. And this year's parody is on television shows, which uh, you can find it prominently on our uh, landing page of our website at www.hfotusa.org. And when you go to the website today, uh, you will find the Giving Tuesday video prominently there. Uh, it includes uh, support from. Uh, you'll see uh, some of our corporate sponsors. You'll see a number of our veterans and a number of our staff members put put together uh, uh, a pretty humorous uh, parody on uh, on television shows, all focused on supporting homes for our troops and supporting our uh, our civilian injured veterans.
1: All right. Now, let me ask you something. Um, how do you how do you get involvement with uh, sponsorships Um, because I guess I think one of the companies you work with is Home Depot correct?
3: Uh, We work with some of the local Home Depots Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, in in our builds uh, some of our major corporate sponsors are CertainTeed uh, Mm -hmm. Texas Roadhouse uh, Armstrong provides flooring Kohler provides high-end fixtures CertainTeed uh, as I mentioned provides roofing siding insulation and drywall so these are some of our major uh, major corporate sponsors. Renai provides tankless water heaters. So our corporate sponsors take off uh, the ones in the building industry uh, eliminate costs for us by donating product. Uh, those in the such as Texas Roadhouse that are not in the building industry uh, do fundraisers for us, provide cash donations, and of course, always getting the word out, which is key to us. So our corporate sponsors are key to assisting us in our mission of building homes and rebuilding lives. They they provide about 30% of the revenue that we bring into Homes for Our Troops. But the real key also there is that 70% of our revenue are just individual donors and uh, foundations that provide the money to, uh, to buy the land and build homes to assist our veterans in getting on with rebuilding their lives. So whether it's donating through... Our monthly giving program, Operation Lasting Support, that people can uh, join for as little as ten dollars a month, or writing us a check once a year, or giving us a you know a distribution from a individual retirement account for those that have reached their. Uh, minimum required distribution age, it's an opportunity for the American people to give back. So it really is, uh, we really do act as a vehicle for the American people to repay a debt to these men and women that have been so so badly injured. Uh, As as I think uh, you both probably know, our veterans are generally multiple amputees, paralyzed or blind. So they sustain severe injuries in serving in Iraq and Afghanistan. So they definitely have some mobility challenges and issues that our homes uh, significantly mitigate for them.
1: Is that the only qualifying point?
3: That is the main one. Yes, sir. That's a great point. Uh, to qualify for our, uh, for our program, uh, the veteran needs to have been injured in the Iraq or Afghanistan theater of war and be badly injured enough to qualify for special adaptive housing benefits from the Veterans Administration. Essentially that is loss of or loss of use of two or more limbs. Uh, the VA does make some exceptions for uh, single amputees with limb salvage on another limb, but the majority of our veterans are, are either paralyzed, multiple amputees, or are blind. Uh, we do a very thorough background check on our veterans, and that's one of the reasons we've been very successful with the veterans that have moved into our homes uh, to ensure that there aren't any issues with drug abuse, alcohol abuse, financial problems. If there are those kinds of issues, we will link them up with another organization. Uh Get, their, get that problem resolved, and then bring them into the family. Uh, the whole idea is setting uh, these men and women up for success as they go forward. As a part of the rebuilding lives aspect, we link all of our veterans with a pro bono financial planner for a three-year period. So they're building a solid financial foundation as well as having a mortgage-free home in which to live. So if the only issue one of our veterans or potential veterans has is their finances are a mess, we will uh, link them up with a financial planner early, get their financial situation stable, and then bring them into the family.
1: Wow, can't beat that. All right. I've heard of organizations, I've actually seen, they had a news, this was years ago though, uh, they had a news section on, uh, and it had nothing to do with veterans, this was people in the community that uh, were homeless, and uh, someone uh, gave them a house put together it was probably a non profit. I'm not sure, but uh, next thing they knew, they were actually turning around and selling that house and for you to keep on top of everything you know uh, and be with them for life, that's wonderful that's you can't ask for anything more
3: that that's exactly right, Gary in fact, that's one of the things that makes homes for our troops different is that we stay with our veterans for life, so once we welcome them into the family. Uh, we do everything we can to set them up for success going forward. Uh, we have one section of, uh, of our staff that, whose whole mission in life is to follow up with our veterans, check in with them, assist them with whatever challenges they may have. We consistently expand our network of other nonprofits, corporations, and government entities so that we can... L- Ideally, link one of our veterans with a a geographically local asset that can assist them with whatever challenge they have. Again, as I mentioned, the the financial planner stays with them for three years. So although they pay no mortgage on our homes, they have the normal homeowner expenses, which is taxes in many states, uh, insurance, maintenance, upkeep, that sort of thing. So the whole idea is to stay with these men and women. Uh, System as they go forward, as they rebuild their lives and, and get them back on their feet again.
1: That's unbelievable. That's great. Bill?
3: Well, Bill,
2: you know, uh, that's interesting what you just uh, mentioned, especially with the rebuilding of the lives and building these homes. You know, in, in, in our lead in with our news uh, today, we talked about these uh, bad paper discharges there. Uh, uh, you know that I guess that's the side of our men and women who serve who have these invisible uh, wounds in uh, uh, illnesses uh, from their service uh, to our country, um, and uh, as as we mentioned that you know that becomes an obstacle uh, to employment because uh, I'm sure that in, in the review process you're looking at the kinds of discharges. Uh, these individuals uh, have had coming out into civilian life. Uh, uh, does this program allow for individuals like that who may have, uh, uh, who have those kinds of conditions, that they may participate uh, in Homes for Troops?
3: We, uh, we haven't come across that yet, Bill. Uh, our, our, one of the requirements is to be retired from the military. And okay. so uh, the majority of our veterans are medically retired. Uh, okay. We do have a small percentage who were injured late enough in their careers that by the time they went through the surgeries, the hospitalizations, the rehabilitation, they were at that 18, 19, 20-year mark. And they, uh, for the most part, stayed out as instructors in the various service schools to get to the 20-year mark. But uh, our our The vast majority of our veterans are 100 percent disabled, and they're all retired when they come into the program, into the family here. Okay.
2: Okay. Well, one other thing, just going back to giving giving Tuesday, uh, Bill, I think is important, and to tie that into contributions that you receive, and in in our in our last show when you were here, and we talked about Charity Watch, uh, how uh, Homes for Troops have been recognized. And the way that they that you manage those funds that you receive that are contributed to you, that ninety cents of every dollar that you receive goes into the program. That's leaving a thin uh, amount left out of that uh, each of those donated dollars. Give give us uh, some ideas to how you uh, stay within those boundaries, and, uh, and and you're recognized by Charity Watch for this.
3: Well, absolutely, Bill. And we're very proud of our A rating from Charity Watch. We believe in being very transparent with all of our supporters and donors, uh, and, and we owe it to anyone who, who donates to us and supports us to let them know exactly where where the money is going. So we, we put a lot of effort into, as we're spending our money, ensuring that nearly 90 cents of every dollar goes to the mission of building homes and, and rebuilding lives. So we, uh, we watch... Salaries very closely. Uh, we we watch what we we spend. Uh, the, our marketing and advertising budget is very slim. Uh, we uh, we work. Uh, we also keep a very close eye on the amount of money we spend on fundraising. Uh, so we don't have banks of folks uh, calling people up. We will never call someone to solicit a donation. Uh, we do send out uh, mailings, uh, but we try to send out a lot of electronic digitally as opposed to sending it in the mail. So if we put out our newsletter, uh, the majority of the newsletters we put out to update folks on what we're doing and what our veterans doing, we send via email. So although there's, there's some time and effort and money put into producing it, it doesn't cost us anything to distribute it as it would through the U.S. Post Office. So everybody in the organization is very cognizant that our mission is to ensure that we spend as close to 90 cents of every dollar as we can on the mission, and we and we make those tough business decisions that we're not going to pay for this type of advertising, or we will not have a paid spokesperson, uh, 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 advertising for us. So it's uh, it's it, it's 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 a daily effort to ensure that we uh, we feel that we can look all of our donors and supporters in the eye and say. Thank you so much for your contribution, and the vast majority 88, 89, 90 cents of every dollar that you've donated is going where you thought it was going to go.
1: All right. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. uh, You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back.
0: Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com.
1: Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Bill Ivey, with Homes for Our Troops. When we were on break, we we're also talking a little bit about this. Um, uh, how organizations, nonprofit organizations, uh, actually take a lot more than what you think they take. Um, and uh, there's one big one. In fact, I was just letting them know that the radio, the TV station, and, and all the main news people were pushing this nonprofit. It's a very, very big nonprofit does that mean that the uh, vice president of that a nonprofit has to make three and a half million dollars a year? Or the secretary, a secretary, and I'm sorry, an assistant secretary making over $200,000 a year? Think about it. You better check to see who you're donating money to. You're the only one, you know, that, that can help these people. And, um, you know, to, to give it to the wrong organization you'd be just doing yourself a dissipator favor okay anyway getting me I don't want to get on that one because uh, we, we were on that one for a couple hours last time so anyway um, tell us tell us what we can do as an organization or as as individuals or or even as a you know somebody that has a, uh, employees employs people tell us how they can get involved with you
3: Okay, Gary, I always tell folks there's three things they can do to, uh, that are important to us. And number one is welcome our veterans and their families into, into their community if our veteran chooses to live there. Because the absolute key to helping our veterans get on with rebuilding, them lo- rebuilding their lives is for them to be in a, in a, a welcoming community, uh, neighbors helping neighbors—that sort of thing. So the number one thing folks can do is wrap their arms around us, our veterans, and assist them going forward. Because, as as you both know, when you have a veteran move into your community, you're getting a player. You're getting someone who's going to be involved in the community. You're getting a solid citizen. Uh, you get you're getting someone who's already proven that they're focused on serving others. And it's—I uh, might be a. Uh, A little bit biased here, but I really think that uh, getting a veteran in the community is good for the community. The second thing folks can do for us is spread the word. And again, as I mentioned, uh, we, we do rely very heavily on word of mouth, people talking about us on social media, talking about us in their neighborhoods, at work, at school, at church, synagogue, wherever they happen to be. Uh, getting the word out let folks know we're we're out there because again we're we're very committed to keeping nearly 90 cents of every dollar going to the mission and that just doesn't leave a lot of uh lot of money for uh, for advertising and of course the third way folks can help us is to uh, donate or fundraise for us uh, if they're interested in finding how they can get involved in in that uh, they can go to our website www.hfotusa.org there are a lot of ways to get involved in terms of great fundraising. We have folks that can assist folk, folk, assist supporters in putting together a fundraiser, telling them how to do it. They can sign up to run or cycle for our team Hpot, our team Homes for our Troops running team. And uh, they can also see what's going on locally. Uh, we list all of our veterans by state on our webpage, so they can pull up oklahoma they can pull up florida they can pull up maryland they can pull up california wherever they happen uh, happen to live and see what's going on they can see where we've already built and they can see where we're going to build in fact uh, this saturday we'll be kicking off two more homes for veterans one in tennessee and one in colorado Uh, in january we'll finish a home in pennsylvania and we'll finish a home in washington state and then we have three starts in January also. We'll be starting two in California and one in Oklahoma. So you can see with, with building where the veterans wants to, li- to live really uh, puts us geographically dispersed across the United States.
1: All right. Bill?
2: Uh, to follow up on that, Bill, it, uh, from your very comprehensive website, shows that you're in 42 states uh, around the country. Uh, can you give our listening audience uh, sort of a bird's-eye view of uh, the, uh, the, the homes that are built, how functional they are to assist our men and women who've got these disabilities, uh, that it uh, assists them and it also works out their families who join
3: them? Absolutely. Uh, the homes we build are... Uh we call a, a right-sized home. It's it's about 2,700 square feet, which is, is a good-sized home. Uh, it's big enough to raise a family but not so large that utilities and taxes are going to eat up a veteran's budget. So it's a single-story home with a hardwood floor uh, because wheelchairs and carpets do not mix particularly well. Uh, there are over 40 major special adaptations within the home, such as clearly wider hallways, wider doorways, but a lot of things folks don't think about, such as lower windows, windows that slide left and right as opposed to up and down, uh, light switches that are lower, electrical outlets that are higher, roll-under sinks, roll-under countertops, uh, uh, roll-in shower, which uh, is one of the key uh, key features that our veterans really like because they can roll into the shower, transfer from their chair to an L-shaped bench, take a shower, get squared away, and not get their chair wet. Uh, we have automatic door openers that can work off of uh, off of a key fob. So when a veteran is in her, his or her wheelchair uh, coming in with a bag of groceries in their lap from the garage, they can just hit the key fob, the door opens, and they roll right on in. Uh, the uh, Stovetop, which is roll under, has all the controls along the front end, so a veteran in a wheelchair is not reaching over a hot burner to adjust the temperature when he or she is cooking. Uh, we have pull-down shelving in a number of our cabinets. So, again, the, whatever is in the cabinet is accessible to a, to a veteran in a wheelchair. We build all of our homes with a full backup house generator so that if they do lose power, uh, the generator kicks in and the veteran doesn't have an issue. And we also build a uh, the master bedroom closet is a steel-reinforced concrete storm room that we build the FEMA Level 5 standards, put about an 800-pound steel door on it. So if the veterans live where there are tornadoes or type or those types of storms, the family can shelter right there in the in the uh, master bedroom closet, and uh, and they're good to go. A lot of our single guys use that master bedroom closet as their gun safe, so it's a dual purpose, I guess. Well, Bill, uh,
2: I, as I look at the website uh, right now, there's a very beautiful uh, display uh, by way of a photograph. It's an overhead photograph uh, describing what you just said. And I think those seven uh, important features there are also highlighted. So uh, that, that's tremendous to be able to be adaptable. That uh, you know, by providing a home, it doesn't create a hazard for them. That uh, it works, so it's it's functional to the, to their needs and uh, and uh, so that they will enjoy it.
3: That that's correct, Bill. The whole idea is is to restore some of the freedom and independence that our veterans have sacrificed by serving our country. And the homes we build are completely accessible to an individual in a wheelchair, so they no longer have to rely on a spouse or a caregiver, or a parent, or a child to do things for them. And as you both know, as veterans, uh, most people who go into the military are pretty independent people anyway. Uh, So one of the biggest challenges our veterans face when they are confined to a wheelchair or when they come home, take their prosthetics off, and get into the wheelchair to be comfortable is having to rely on somebody else. So the, the, the homes that we build, eliminate that challenge for them so they can be completely independent and it's an advantage for the spouse or caregiver also because now they don't have to worry as much about their veteran when they're out they can go shopping they can go out uh to the gym they can go out to do something and not have to worry about being tied to the home because the veteran is completely uh, independent and operational in his or her own home
2: you know feel something else i uh, found out uh, uh with the uh, website here You have an area that's called uh, stories that inspire, and and, you know right at the beginning is because there's uh, uh, maybe about five or six of these. There are sort of stories of Captain Bobby Withers and Specialist uh, uh, Jeffrey Cuevedo. Uh, Tell us a little bit about uh, some of these inspiring stories of individuals that you have featured uh, on the website.
3: Absolutely, uh, Bobby Withers was a National Guard captain. Uh, actually, lives down by Gary in uh, Winter Haven uh, in the home. Uh, he was injured uh, in Afghanistan, uh, losing a leg, uh, and he is uh, uh, one of his uh, one of his goals when he lost his leg was to get back into running. Uh, being a good infantryman, he was uh, always doing a lot of running and uh, has uh, recently completed his uh, first uh, marathon and half marathon, has gotten back into it, and runs for Team, team HVOT, uh, paying it forward and raising money for homes for our troops. Uh, Jeff Caveto is an Army specialist, lives out in California. Uh, he lost uh, an arm and a leg. Uh, again, uh, he, was, uh, he was a 19 Delta scout, uh, was clearly, uh, in his mind, going to be uh, a career soldier, his goal was to be a command sergeant major. Uh, that got cut short uh, when he was injured. Uh, moved back to California. Has gotten on with his life. Uh, uh, linked back up with a high school girlfriend. That, as he points out, he never would have uh, never would have gotten back together with had he stayed in the military because uh, she wasn't interested in moving around the world, and he wasn't interested in in, uh, in living in California. But they now are, they're married. They have two young boys. Uh, and Jeff plays in an able-bodied soccer league uh, with, uh, with one leg and one arm and uh, does his tremendous jobs. Again, he also runs for Team h HVOT, uh, paying it forward and raising money and spreading awareness for Homes for Our Troops. Again, just two great, uh, two great examples of, of uh, Homes for Our Troops veterans getting on with rebuilding their lives and continuing to pay it forward. Uh, Bobby Withers, um, is uh, is also involved with nonprofit work outside of Homes for Our Troops, and again, it's it's that that drive to serve others that caused people to come into the military in the first place, uh, doesn't diminish because they've been badly injured serving their country. And so, as as I mentioned earlier, many of our veterans uh, go into nonprofit work, join other nonprofits, and quite a few have started nonprofits uh, to again to assist others and, and to continue to give back, and pay it forward. That's outstanding. Uh, tremendous
2: ro- role models for the organization.
3: They absolutely are. They're they're inspiring. Uh, you you can't have a, a bad day at Homes for our troops. Because uh, if you get down, all you got to do is go to our website and look at one of the vet, veterans' videos, whether it's a Rebuilding Lives video or the video that uh, that uh, each veteran has on the state page explaining you know who or she is who he or she is, where they came from, what their story is, and what their goals. It's, it's about, all about looking forward and rebuilding lives.
1: All right. We're going to go ahead and take a short break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back.
4: network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American heroes network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsor info at American
0: if you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show please send an email to american heroes network at gmail.com that's american heroes network at gmail.com now back to
1: our program welcome back we're here with our guest bill ivy with homes for our troops and bill how how uh, actually do these homes impact our vets i mean um uh, there has to be there has to be a lot of excitement well, once they do uh get a home and again and working with them constantly uh you know with all the help that you're offering um there's going to be some type of impact for these veterans what is that
3: absolutely gary um <laughs> Absolutely. There's a, obviously the the financial impact of removing a mortgage or a rent from a veteran's budget, so that they can uh, focus on saving for the future, uh, saving for their their uh, children's college, saving for retirement. A number of veterans have started their own small businesses. Uh, we surveyed our veterans uh, to uh, to get a, a before and after picture of you know what was life like before you moved into a Homes for Our Troops home and what was life like afterwards. And there were some pretty interesting statistics that came out of that. Uh, from an education or trade certification perspective, prior to moving into our homes, only 12% of our veterans had completed a degree or started a degree or trade certification. After moving into the home, 69% of our veterans were able to begin or complete a degree or college degree or a trade certification. But the, the stat that really jumped out at me was the spouses or caregiver statistics, because in their case, only 8% uh, had obtained or begun a degree or trade certification. But after moving into the home, that rose to 90% of the spouses and caregivers who were able to start or complete a degree or trade certification. So, again, it's, it's as we've mentioned, this is a family approach, and the impact is not just on the veteran but on, on his, his or her entire family uh, employment for veterans increased sixty-seven percent after they moved into the home. Again, the percentage increased even more. It was over three hundred percent increase for the spouses and caregivers once they moved into the home. So, as you can see, it's uh, it's again, it's all about moving forward and 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 getting getting on with uh, getting on with their lives from a financial perspective. Thirty-seven uh, percent of our veterans said their family income had increased. 58% said that their debt had decreased, and 57% said they were able to increase their family savings. So, again, it's all about the future and our veterans rebuilding their lives.
1: That's true. That's true. And, again, one of the most important uh, factors with any nonprofit are the volunteers. Um, is, there, uh, is there a place on your website, if I wanted to volunteer, um, what information do I need?
3: Absolutely. Uh, When you go to our website, www.hfotusa.org, there's uh, a number of areas on how can I help, how can I support. In fact, there's a whole how I can support page. So there are a lot of ideas on that page. And, of course, you can always uh, send an email to us uh, with any specific questions. One way folks can get involved is with our volunteer day. With each of our builds, we have three major events. We have a kickoff event like the two we're going to have this Saturday in Tennessee and Colorado uh, to introduce the veteran to the community, let the community know that we're going to be building a specially adapted home and that they have a veteran and his or her family moving into the area. Uh, We also have a volunteer day because, as I mentioned, we hire custom builders to build our homes, but we use volunteers to do the landscaping, so the volunteer day is normally on a Saturday morning an opportunity to come out, meet the veterans, uh, lay some sod, plant some trees, plant some bushes, and get the home ready, so when the veteran moves in to the home, it's ready to go. Uh, The yard is there. Uh, Outside of the northern tier, we put in an irrigation system, so the veteran's not out in the yard in a wheelchair, moving a sprinkler around. So it's an opportunity for the the community to get out, uh, get a little dirty, do some sweat equity, and, and, and volunteer. And then, of course, the The last uh, event is the key ceremony where we do a little bit of speechifying, the veteran speaks, we build all of our homes with a flagpole so the veteran raises the U.S. flag, we cut the yellow ribbon, and then folks can come into the home and uh, tour the home, see uh, some of the major 40 adaptations, 40 major adaptations that we have in each home and see what their, what, their, what their efforts went to, whether it was uh, working hard, donating, supporting, fundraising, wherever the case may be. So it's an opportunity for folks to actually see the, uh, the product of their efforts.
1: All right. Well, Bill, it's, we only do have a couple minutes left. It was a pleasure having you on our show this morning. Bill, what would you actually like to share with our listeners in closing?
3: Well, in closing, I'd like to, to thank everybody who was already a supporter for their support. And I would encourage folks to uh, to go to our website, www.hfotusa.org. Uh, check us out. Pull up your state, see if we're building there or not. Read some of our, our veterans' bios. Watch the videos, as Bill has pointed out. They're very inspiring stories. And... Uh, since today is Giving Tuesday, if they're so inclined uh, to go ahead and start a new family tradition of, uh, of supporting, uh, supporting a nonprofit, Homes for Our Troops, uh, on Giving Tuesday. But again, right. the, uh, the number one thing everybody can do for us is welcome our veterans into their community. Uh, number two is spread the word and get the word out for us. And three, of course, they can always uh, support by donating or fundraising for us.
1: All right, appreciate Bill, and Bill, the other Bill. <laughs> well, well,
3: Bill, thank you
2: for being with us today. Thank you for your service to the country and to this program, and also uh, something important uh, uh, that, that you have such a a diverse background of uh, b- board of directors. Uh, you know, it uh, they are from uh, various different. Uh, uh, areas, but uh, something that each one of them, as I read, can be very helpful to the organization and be a spokesperson around the country. Uh, continue the good work, and uh, we look forward to having you back with us again as soon as we can work it out.
1: Yes, for sure, Bill.
3: Well, thank you so much. I appreciate this opportunity to uh, to speak with you all and get the word out. And I want to thank you both for your service and uh, wish you both a great Giving Tuesday
1: appreciate it Bill and thank you, you very missed, much if you Take missed care. any of our live shows all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on our website and syndicated on iTunes you can also hear all our archived shows right from your phone and remember we spotlight and promote the best information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any mobile device thanks for joining us today and we'll see you next week be safe out there